Okay, so the reading today is taken from Mark 1, verse 14 to 15. And it says, After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Thanks, Sean. Short and sweet and powerful. Um, We've got our two TED Talks this morning, so I'm really looking forward to hearing them. So, Highlands, would you like to come? Let's just pray for you. Just speak your blessing over Highland, peace in her heart. Pray that her words might come with power to convict and to change our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, everyone. Um, good morning. Uh, my name's Highland. For those of you I haven't had the pleasure to meet, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, back in the States. Um, I'm doing form this year, um, and I'm part of the kids' team, and I do some things for Restore as well. Um, so I absolutely love these verses, and I was so happy I get to speak on them because they have such a significance to me and my family. So in my family back home, Eating dinner together is one of the most important family rhythms that we have. We usually do the family highlights, so the good and the bad of our day. But once a week, we would focus on these verses. The time has come. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe in the good news. We would talk on the kairos of our week, so what God has been speaking to us and what we're going to be doing about it. And although there are and can be kairoses throughout the week, I think we can all agree that there are usually a few big moments in our life that Jesus really uses to change and alter the way we view him. On Thursday afternoons every week, me and another girl that does form, we help to lead a um, kids club in Parson Cross. And after half term, the next thing that we're going to be focusing on is testimonies and their importance and what they look like in our culture as a church And what really, really ignites my passion for Jesus and the kingdom of God is when I get a chance to hear how God has been moving in other people. When people share their stories, it gets me so excited because everybody has seen and experienced God in different ways, but he loves each and every one of us the same. So when I was around the age of five, um, I was diagnosed with a severe to moderate hearing loss. Um, which the doctors told my parents would only get worse. I had to wear hearing aids starting from the age of five. Um, And at first, I didn't really mind. There are some benefits to having hearing aids. Case in point, the mute button. Um, I used that for mostly when I was just tired of listening to my parents and I wanted to read a good book in silence. Um, However, it was also a very hard time for me in my life because there is a stigma that comes with that. Um, And I didn't like being different from all the rest of my classmates. So I've been fortunate enough to have been raised in a very loving family whose mission is to run passionately after Jesus as best as they can. So when this happened in my family, we had a big community of supporters that rallied around us to be persistent prayers for me. Everyone had full faith that I would be healed, and at first I did too. I remember getting into the car with my parents shortly after I got hearing aids and saying, God told me that he's going to heal me this year. And of course, my parents had faith that I was going to be healed, so we just continued to be praying for that. 
Meanwhile, I constantly had people offering to pray for me. Um, I remember a specific instance in which two family friends were praying for me. And I remember um, sitting in a little tiny chair and these two really tall guys walking around me and just praying this beautiful song of healing over me. Um, And it was very interesting because afterwards my parents pulled me aside and they were just like, Highland, we're going to explain to you what tongues are. And that's what you were hearing. Um, And I was very confused. I was like, no, 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 let me explain to you everything they said in English. I didn't hear it in tongues. Um, And so it was was very, very amazing in that instance because I knew God had gifted me with something. um, And I just felt so at peace in that time. Um, So even though I had so much support from my community and my family and my friends, as the years went on and I wasn't getting healed, I started to doubt in God's goodness. Um, I told my parents uh, sometimes that, you know, I don't even know if I believe in Jesus anymore because if Jesus was real, why wouldn't he heal me? Um, I'm begging on my knees and he's still not healing me. Um, I didn't understand how gentle and loving God was in that moment for me. Um, because it was all about me, and it was a very selfish outlook on my life. Fast forward a few years to uh, when I was 11 years old. Uh, My parents and I decided to go to a prayer and healing night at a Jewish messianic temple. Um, And the guy was from out of town, so we weren't really sure what to expect. And to be honest, I don't really remember much of the night, because um, I had to take out my hearing aids um, so people could pray for me, so I couldn't hear anything. Um... And at the end of the night, he said that there were two people that needed um, prayer and healing over their ears. So me and this other person stood up. And I remember um, standing in front of my parents, resuming the normal position of getting prayed for, which was their hands over my ears, just people praying. I was very used to it. At this point, I was just kind of tired of it. Um, Um. So yeah, as this guy started to pray and my parents had their hands over my ears, at first I heard absolutely nothing. Um, And that wasn't all too unusual, but this was just a deafening silence, and it was really scary, actually. Um, But as he continued to pray, I just heard this immense wind just rush through my ears. And I was looking around the room because we were in an enclosed space. There was no windows open. And I was actually very scared because I was confused. So I reached up to grab my parents' hands and um, pull them off because I was like, what is happening? Um, And I I can't explain to you how much it changes in the room when you can hear. And you hear so little before and everything is just so magnified afterwards. Um, and I turned to my parents, and I was just like, I, I can hear you. Um, and that was just an amazing, amazing experience. The Holy Spirit had breathed new life into my ears. Um, I could hear my parents as they were talking behind me, which usually I would have to read their face and have my hearing aids in to be able to hear. I could hear them when they were... Um, way far away um, when I was in my bedroom and they were downstairs, which never used to happen. The whole way home, we praised Jesus because God is just so, so good. The kingdom came big time for me in that moment. But what I didn't realize was the kingdom had been coming all those years that I had had hearing aids. And it was because of God's grace that he still pursued me And he still healed me, but it was in his time and not mine. 
He used that time to teach me on peace, on love, on patience, what God's love is like. He used that time to teach me on God's faithfulness. I believed that God had promised me I was going to be healed. I just didn't know when. The time has come. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe in the good news. So I want to encourage and challenge everyone here today because there are going to be plenty of opportunities in your life when you're feeling down and you can't see beyond the shore of your own storm. But God's goodness far surpasses all of that. Repent and turn towards Jesus' face. If you push the worldly things aside and focus on the face of God, I promise you the kingdom of God will come in both the small things and the big things in your life. Don't do what I did and waste five years because you feel like it should be about you and not Jesus. Repent and believe in Jesus' goodness in your life because he is so, so good. So my question to you guys is, where do you need to recognize that the kingdom has come in your life? And where do you need to repent for the times that you haven't seen that? Because the kingdom of God has come in your life. The kingdom of God is coming in your life right now. And the kingdom of God will continue to come. Thanks so much, Highland. That's very moving. Thank you. We're going to listen to Joe next, and then we're going to have a time for response after with that one. Thanks, Joe. Let's just pray for you. Joe, just bless you just to speak with God's heart and with God's words, and for your words to carry the weight of the Holy Spirit with them. Amen. Thank you. Right then, so the um, verses we were given in the ESV say the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. In the message, I like this one, it says time's up, God's kingdom is here, change your life and believe the message. The first thing that Jesus says here is the time is fulfilled, time's up, the time is now and we're not waiting anymore. The good news and the kingdom are here today, and we're not waiting for something more. Time's up. God's good news is now activated. This is really important, as so often we look at to what God is going to do, and not at what he's doing or already done. But Jesus says that the time's fulfilled. God's kingdom's here today. And that's a lot better than it coming to tomorrow or in an undetermined amount of time. It means we can live in this knowledge every day and not just hope for it, but live in it. So what does the kingdom of God being here mean? What's the good news that we need to believe in? I'm not going to try and tell you all the good news because there's a whole book for that and you can read it yourself. But I will tell you my favorite bit. (laughs) So good news. God is accessible to us. The curtain's been torn in two. The kingdom of God being here today means that we are able to talk to God, hear from God and enter his presence. So we can talk to God, hear to God, and enter his presence. 
The last one was impossible before unless you had a rope tied around your ankle in case you died for entering his presence. And that was only one person a year. But the good news is, now God's presence even enters our rooms. I can sit in our box room at home, which is the smallest room in our house, sit at the piano and say to God, you're welcome here. And he enters. There's no rope around my ankle, no fear of dying. There's just freedom to invite his overwhelming love into my heart and into the room whenever I want. God enters my room. We forget how epic that is. The kingdom is here. It's not just coming, but it's here. We went to David's tent last year, which is a 24-3 worship event. So it's like constant worship for 72 hours. And what we love most about this event is when you walk into the big tent, there's no lead up, there's no getting in the zone. You walk in and immediately you know that God's presence is in that room and he's going to work in you as you worship him. This year when I went, God gave me a way of doing this on my own too. So while I was there, I wrote song lyrics to about seven or maybe more worship songs. And then since then, in my own room, um, I've put music to them, melodies to them, and I've written several more. So now when I'm at home, I can go to a piano, play and sing songs that come from my heart and sing them to God. And that's fulfilled a prophecy from about five years ago. And when I do this, God's presence enters the room. God's kingdom is here. We can talk to God, hear from God, and enter his presence. Not everyone's a songwriter, but we are called to worship God in our own way, whether it's through music, nature, art, sport, work, and we can all invite God's presence into whatever it is that we find him in. So first of all, I want you to have a little think about what it is you could do to invite in God's presence because the kingdom is here now. One of the things that bugs me about the world's view on Christianity is that so often it's understood that you believe in God so that you can go to heaven. Not because God's amazing or loving, worthy, holy, alive, but just so you can go to heaven. How empty is that? Jesus says the kingdom of God is here. The hope of heaven is amazing, but what so many people don't realize is that so much of heaven and of God are available to us now. Freedom isn't exclusive to heaven. Jesus offers freedom now. God's love isn't exclusive to heaven. His love is free to us now. I do not live, and neither should you, as a sinner waiting for the good news of heaven. Heaven is already mine. Freedom is already mine. I might not see the fullness of that yet, but it's there for me to grab. It's already done, and it's already won. See? There you go. (laughs) Uh, one of my favorite promises that God gives us is from John fourteen twelve. Jesus says to us, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these he will do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that, my, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So what Jesus basically says here is, you know how I've healed people, raised people from the dead, calmed the seas, Turn water into wine. Well, you guys can do better than that. And if you believe in me, you can see even more. How crazy is this? Believe means to trust in, rely on, and adhere to. It doesn't mean to summon enough belief in yourself from nowhere and that whatever you want to happen will happen. 
which is what I used to try when praying for people for healing. I'll just summon my own belief. Belief is much deeper than a blind assumption. Jesus promises that the kingdom of God is here and that we have the potential to see greater things than he did. So to see all that God's kingdom has to offer, we need to learn how to trust in, rely on, and adhere to him. Following Jesus today means we have as much access to the Father as Jesus did. Jesus fully trusted, relied on, and fully adhered to the Father. As God's children, to see all that his kingdom has to offer, we need to do this too. We need to trust that when something doesn't go our way, God will provide something better. Last year, I applied for a job in the civil service, and I desperately wanted it, but I didn't get it. But in hindsight, I wanted that job for all the wrong reasons. There were two good things about it. It was in HR, which is what I wanted, and it was in the public sector, again, what I wanted. But the reason it appealed to me because, was because it was less of a pay cut than other jobs I was looking at. And it was also in the same building as one of my best friends, um, which meant we could reinstate weekly cocktails together, which would be great. But now, eight months later... I have a job offer for a job I applied for for all the right reasons, reasons that adhere to God's heart for me. It's in the public sector, it's about helping people, it's part of a bigger picture, and its vision is something I really believe in. It's a job that I can use the gifts God has given me for the greater good, which is exactly my heart and the heart that God's given me. So, believe that what God has for you is good. Trust, rely, and adhere to him. His kingdom is here now. His good news is here now. So I've got two questions. First of all, where in your life can you invite God's presence? And second, what do you need to trust, rely, or adhere to him in? Because if you can figure those out, you'll start seeing more of his kingdom here now and not in an undetermined amount of time. Thanks so much, Joe. What we're going to do now is have an opportunity to respond. Have we got the questions up? Brilliant. Excellent. So um, uh, what I think we should do is, is stand. Um, Josh, are you able to play? That would be really good. Thank you. Um, what I'd like us to do is just have some... Just stand, just have some quiet, just to allow the Holy Spirit to think, uh, to, to um, just speak to us. And um, uh, maybe if the band just plays uh, without words to begin with, is that okay? And then we'll perhaps move into a kind of response song after that. So let's stand. Let's... Um, Allow the Holy Spirit to speak. In what areas in your life do you need to recognize that the kingdom has come? Where in your life can you, can you invite God's presence? What do you need to trust, rely, adhere, adhere to him in? So let's just allow the Holy Spirit to, to speak, to highlight stuff, to bring stuff to, to our minds.